0: Hello, ghost family. Sam here. It's been a while, and the first thing I want to say is that I hope that you and yours are safe and well during this unprecedented and terrifying time, and I hope that you've been able to listen to lots of great podcasts in your attempt to navigate it all. I know you're probably wondering when you'll have more family ghosts to listen to, and while I can't give you a precise date yet, I want to let you know that I am hard at work on a new batch of stories, and we'll have them in your headphones as soon as we possibly can. In the meantime, though, I want to tell you about another podcast I think you might enjoy. It's called Unfinished Short Creek, and it's the latest investigative true crime podcast from Witness Docs and Critical Frequency. Short Creek, located on the Utah-Arizona border, is home to the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or FLDS, a breakoff from the Mormon church that practices polygamy. Since their leader, Warren Jeffs, was sentenced to life in prison in 2007, the people of Short Creek have been forced to reckon with their painful past and are struggling to define their future. If you love the kind of storytelling that we do here on Family Ghosts, and in particular, If you enjoyed our trilogy on The Love Family in Season 2, I think you're going to be fascinated by Unfinished Short Creek. This is a story of how an insular religious community like Short Creek can form and how it can turn on itself. The show humanizes the experiences of those who left and those who stayed, and it helps us understand why so many people are returning and what they hope to build. The story of Short Creek is, in many ways, the story of America— With the volume turned up. A struggle between church and state, between freedom of religion and freedom from religion, between living your conscience and following the law. As part of her reporting for Unfinished, co-host Sarah Ventry embedded in Short Creek and lived in former FLDS prophet Rulon Jeff's house. And the show's second co-host, Ash Sanders, grew up Mormon in Utah, making her another great choice on a show that wants to represent both sides of this story in a fair and empathetic way. And so without further ado, I am going to play you a special sneak preview of the first 10 minutes of Unfinished Short Creek. Be well, and I'll talk to you again soon.
1: Just a note before we start, this episode discusses some heavy stuff like underage marriage and sexual abuse.
2: I was 14 years old when I was told that that I was to be married. And at some point in my life, I knew that I was going to be married because that was the only path that I got as a woman. And I really did want it, but just not at 14. And Warren was the one that told me that I needed to move forward with this marriage because if I didn't, then I was no longer welcome in the community. And I found myself driving with my future husband and his family and my mother and Warren Jeffs and his posse of religious leaders to a dingy hotel where I was married to my first cousin inside of a hotel room. There was this moment where my mom stood up and took my hand because they couldn't get me to say I do. They couldn't get me to agree to this marriage and she stood up and held my hand and just gripped it. And I had this overwhelming realization that it wasn't just my salvation hanging in the balance, it was hers, and it was my little sister's, and it was my older sister's, it was my entire family, and that we would all go to hell if I chose to fight this any longer.
3: That day in the hotel, Elisa Wall chose not to send her entire family to hell. At age 14, she was married.
1: Elisa Wall holds someone responsible for her underage marriage, Warren Jeffs. Warren Jeffs is the leader, the prophet of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints,
3: or FLDS. The FLDS Church is a breakoff of the Mormon Church. The split dates back to the early 1900s, when the mainstream church banned polygamy. Some people refused to give up the practice, and for decades polygamous families were harassed and even thrown in jail. So in the 1930s, these fundamentalist Mormons fled to the Utah-Arizona border, where they founded a new community, a community called Short Creek. You drive in and you see these gigantic, craggy, red rock cliffs, just like towering over the town with some like blue sky.
1: It's one of the most beautiful picturesque things I've ever seen. But I feel like on certain days or like if you get there right at dusk, it actually can look a little bit foreboding too. It
3: definitely makes this place look like a fortress, kind of, and then there's
1: the- Short Creek is in the middle of nowhere. And for early fundamentalists, that made it an ideal refuge, a place to practice their religion in peace.
3: As you drive down the road, there's like a lot of really large houses and a lot of homes in this area are like this, kind of half-finished behind really large walls. How tall do you think that wall is? Like six and a half feet? It's like 10 feet. Oh, wow. Honestly, if you were to drive through Short Creek by accident and you knew nothing about the FLDS or Elisa Wall or Warren Jess, you'd look around and just know something was up. Short Creek just has a feeling about it that's unlike any other place you've ever been before.
1: All right, so now we're coming to the western edge of town. Um, We are now just about at the state line. And then my favorite marker of the state line is actually the border store right here. So it's just a little gas station that sits right on the border. Short Creek is actually two towns split by a state line. There's Hilldale in Utah, and Colorado City in Arizona.
3: So right now, we just passed from Arizona Welcome into Utah. To Utah. <laughs> Doesn't it feel better, Sarah? Oh, uh, it feels so much worse. in Utah?
1: The sunsets just got uglier. This is the
3: place. <laughs> this feels like a good moment to introduce ourselves. I'm Ash Sanders, and if it's not obvious, I grew up a proud Utahan. And I'm Sarah Ventry.
1: I'm an even prouder Arizonan. But we're not on the border of our two home states driving together in my Prius to have a state off. We're here in Short Creek because we want to tell a story about this place from this place. So as we cross Arizona Avenue, we come actually to the creek bed.
3: Yeah, this is what this town is named for. So there's this creek or a creek for all you people who don't live here that flows down. Most locals call Short Creek the Crick, and they call themselves Crickers. We just passed Cook Avenue, and the only reason I mention that is because
1: most of the streets in town are named after families who have lived here for several generations. So there's a Johnson Avenue, a Cook Avenue. What are some of the other big ones? Like Jessup, Jessup. isn't there a
3: Barlow? Mm -hmm. For decades, Short Creek was a church town. Almost everyone who lived here was fundamentalist. And the church taught some pretty extreme views. Women were told to be submissive to their husbands and fathers. Black people were considered cursed. And being gay was a mortal sin. All the power in the community was in the hands of white men. They ran the church, and the church ran everything. The school, the government, city services, everything. For the faithful, this system worked and they
1: continued to build God's kingdom together. But as the community grew, the rest of the world took notice of Short Creek. On the right is the old schoolhouse. This is actually where in 1953, when the community was raided, a number of people from the community got together and held hands and sang songs.
3: Right, and they all kind of expected that the government would come in and tear their families apart or send them to jail since polygamy is illegal.
1: Any attempt to break up the community seemed to have the reverse effect. It made the FLDS people more united, more faithful, more certain the outside world was the enemy.
3: In the end, though, the greatest threat to this community did not come from the outside. So this is Warren Jeff's mansion-looking thing, a very, very large house surrounded by huge, like, probably, like, 15-foot-tall, like, thick concrete walls. Simply believe the words of the prophet and faith
0: starts to grow.
3: Everything is done. Warren Jeffs became the FLDS prophet in 2002, and he started making changes that tore Short Creek apart. He doubled down on the church's prejudiced doctrines and practices, causing the Southern Poverty Law Center to name the FLDS a hate group while Warren Jeffs was prophet. He also ratcheted up the church's strict religious rules, and those who wouldn't obey had to go.
1: Thousands of people left or were kicked out of the church. This community that was once so united was suddenly divided. What Warren Jeffs did is he killed the people's souls. He's still my prophet, and I love him. The guy had used all that love and loyalty and used it to exploit little girls.
0: Warren Jeffs has had a lot of lies told about him.
1: Okay, on the right is my temporary home, the Zion Suites of Hildale, and it used to be Prophet Rulin Jeff's house. Rulin Jeffs, that's R U L O N was the prophet before his son, Warren. When Ruin died, he had over 60 wives.
3: So it's like this big, sprawling brick building. There's like room after room after room after room that was for different wives and different kids. So like really easy to turn into a hotel.
1: As divided as Short Creek might be, almost everyone agrees on one thing. The media rarely gets the story right. People in the community see reporters dropping in, asking questions about polygamy,
3: and not taking the time to understand the people or the faith. And that makes most FLDS really hesitant to talk to journalists. Which is why together, Sarah and I have reported on this community for four and a half years. We've spent a lot of time in Short Creek, getting to know the people and the place. And last summer, Sarah actually embedded in Short Creek, She lived there for three months.
1: I rented a room in the house of the former prophet. I bought fresh cheese from the local dairy, and I got my own water from pumps that draw straight from the canyon. It's really hard to fill a five-gallon bucket of water while recording. I went to a fundamentalist church with plural families, to a barbecue with ex-believers, and to a different barbecue with those who still believe. I searched all over for good coffee and spicy food. Day after day, I lived here, in the community, forging relationships so we could hear from voices on all sides. Oh, let's just get along. Really? Let's see. You took all our businesses. They've taken most of our schools.
0: How far does freedom of religion go? The federal courts had to come in here and straighten it all out.
1: Do you feel like your church was discriminated against through that trial? Yes, I do. In order for him to have complete control of people, he had to capitalize on their fears. When Uncle Warren came along, it was more emphasized, live your religion. Welcome to America. It is no longer the Wild Wild West.
3: Shore Creek is a community divided by much more than a state line. It's divided into believers and ex-believers who disagree about almost everything, religion, democracy, and who gets to call this place home. Shore Creek has a lot of unfinished business, which in many ways looks like America's unfinished business. In this season, we'll hear stories
1: from many people, but we'll start with a woman whose story takes us into the heart of this community's complicated history. A woman who helps us understand how this place became so divided, and whose decision to challenge Warren Jeffs changed the future of Short Creek.
3: Hi, Lisa. Um, Is your house the one with the white Tahoe in front?
2: Short Creek isn't just a story. It's people, it's resilience. It's a narrative that is far bigger than just Warren Jeffs or Short Creek. It really is a part of humanity on a larger scale
3: From Witness Docs and Critical Frequency Unfinished Short Creek is out now Listen in Stitcher Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
0: Witness Docs from Stitcher